Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Three, two, one. Right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Yeah! <laughs> oh, that was very good product placement. Very proud of you, sir. All right, well, what a shitty week of football. No, I'm just kidding. A great week of football, indeed. Let's get it started with the intros, because we got, hey, listen, it's week 14. It's either your last week or you're entering your playoffs so you got to get hit this waiver wire because we got a lot of teams on by this week. Let's get it started. Welcome into the studio, Justin Jesus Herrera. Yes, Commissioner. It was a very bittersweet week, and I'm not even talking about that 49er dub. I'm talking about in the world of fantasy. Got my first playoff win, but got eliminated from a couple other leagues, so yeah, we're not going to talk about that. But anyways, guys, you know it's right around the corner. Playoffs are here. Seeding is about to get done. You know you're like seven and six team that's lined up with those other four seven and six teams for that last slot. And you know what you need to do? You need to go on to tssfantasy.com because that's where we're going to have all of our up-to-date rankings. Mine is not on there. I apologize. Need to be a little bit better on that. But I, I know the commission, the jester got theirs on there, and I know Nick is always on time with his. So go on there. Check out our merch. Check out our articles, and most importantly, check out our rankings because we're here to win you some championships. We are, and I have to apologize. I did get mine up, as Justin alluded to, but just don't don't look at them yet. I got to definitely make some adjustments. I was looking at them before the show. I was like, damn, what the hell was I thinking here? So I'm going to make some adjustments tonight when we get up. I don't know what the hell we were thinking, bro. Yeah, what were we thinking, Fred? That's all. I'm going to blame Fred. It was Fred this week. All right, let's welcome into the studio with his product placement. Fred the Jester Reyes. Yeah, baby. Listen, it was a tough week for me, you know, but, you know, what can we do? I'm in the playoffs in my fantasy league. I have one of my buddies, Greg, not on. He's out. Worst team in the league. <laughs> but anyway, we'll talk about that Sunday. <laughs> uh, but thank you for following us at TSS Jester. Uh, if you like the cups, you see the TSS mugs, Nova Linosis. Uh, we'll, we'll put up the uh, – oh, two, there you go. Nova Linosis Creations. Right. <laughs> Good job with the plug this time, finally. All right. Let's also welcome into the studio, Nick, you got Flandered Macaronis. Yeah. Hey, it's Tuesday. Where else would you rather be trying to get your waiver wire news ready to go? All about your injuries. We got Dr. Miller coming up here in a little bit. But hey, we got great guests tonight. We got great guests tomorrow night can't wait for tomorrow night's show i know you're already tuning in to tonight's show great guest tomorrow night and then you just wait till friday folks and it's going to be on like donkey kong here we go indeed you can also wake up with us on sunday nick you forgot about that all right let's all i'm not on that show i don't care 
Yeah, that's true. I know. That's why I mentioned it. All right. So don't forget, if you're watching on any other means than YouTube, go to the YouTube page. Hit the subscribe button. Why do you want to do that? Well, we are giving away a sack of toys from our Santa Jester. Let's check it out. It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle-belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year It's the happiest season of Every time I see that commercial, it reminds me of spending money. I have to go Christmas shopping. (laughs) Well, that's why we're playing it. Hit that subscribe button. You won't need to spend anything. We're giving away a Chris Johnson signed jersey, an Andre Reed signed jersey, Damian Harris signed jersey, Jameson Williams signed jersey, and also a Jerry Judy helmet, which is signed, waiting for you. Just hit subscribe. It's just that easy, ladies and gentlemen. Also, don't forget, Owed to our sponsors, go to Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code TSS. We're going to double that deposit up to $100. Nick, why do we do these crazy things? Because we do whatever the heck we want to do. Nick, you're right. But just like the San Francisco 49ers are the team of the people, TSS Fantasy is the show of the people. The people, baby. That's not a thing. And it's America's team. And let's get Dr. Miller in. We got a house call. Look, I'm a doctor, not an escalator. Spock, give me a hand. It is week 14, and the doc is in. Dr. Miller, welcome to my to our studio. Great to be here, guys. It's been a while, so coming up on the house call, we're going to talk about Pete Carroll. Okay. There's always some fun Pete Carroll comment at some point during the year, Doc, so I do appreciate it. Pete Carroll's that. injured? <laughs> Maybe his pride a little. All right, let's get it started, Doc. What do we got for the house call tonight? All right, let's start in San Francisco. So as early as early today, Jimmy Garoppolo was considered out for the entire season with a broken left foot. And the trending news story was positive that it wasn't a Liz Frank injury. So early today, this was big news. But as of 5 p.m. tonight, tonight being December 6th, both Sports Illustrated and the NFL Network are reporting that Garoppolo's foot injury does not have any associated ligamentous damage and will not require surgery. So... Garoppolo's previous season-ending injury may now have him returning in six, eight weeks late January as a upside possibility, breaking at 5 o'clock today. Well, you don't need to worry about that, Doc, because they won't be playing late January. (laughs) All right, who else we got? (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about the Ravens. We'll start with Lamar Jackson. He underwent an MRI on Monday, which confirmed uh, it was a PCL sprain that knocked him out of the weekend's game. He's presently week to week, indicating it's probably a grade one. So if you're thinking about severity equivalents, think about Zeke last year. But if it's worse, if this PCL is a grade two, think about Zach Wilson last year. He missed some meaningful time. So Coach Harborough offered us a nice operational definition of week to week, and I needed to share this. He said, quote, it's probably less likely for this week. Then after that, it'll become more and more likely. So that's Coach Harborough on the week-to-week prognosis. Um, this weekend could potentially be the first missed start of Jackson's career due to a non-illness injury. So I think that's big news. He's been durable up until now. So PCL week-to-week. Yeah, indeed. And um, unlike you know a shoulder injury, say, for him, like Justin Fields we talked about, that obviously affecting Lamar Jackson's game. Um, his ability to cut and move and run. So this could definitely affect uh, him and this Raven offense, obviously, going forward. Um, all right, who else we got? Yeah, speaking of the Ravens offense, uh, kind of a non-contributor this year, J.K. Dobbins. We talk about him a lot, but it doesn't seem like he's done a whole lot this season. Uh, despite, returning to practice, yeah, despite returning to practice, 
Uh, he sat week 13. He could be activated for week 14. But again, uh, as you said, Nick, aside of a, a good week four, uh, he's been irrelevant for fantasy managers this season. He has. This is the waiver show, however. So if you're t- going into playoffs, maybe you're set. Your roster's pretty good. If you want to maybe take a deep dive on JK, it's not a bad idea because he's just basically have to beat out Kenyon Drake and Gus Edwards, who haven't produced much either themselves. So um, could be a nice uh, stash for you. Maybe that Devin Singletary-type player like last year to take it home for you. All right, who else you got, Doc? We got Juju Smith-Schuster had a head injury during week 13. Not a lot of information at this point, but I think it is significant to highlight that we're just a few weeks out from his early November head injury. So this is shot number two of the last couple of weeks. Um, Follow the practice for him. Follow the concussion protocol for him. No update as of now. Okay. All right. Who else we got? All right. Let's let's go to Miami. Let's talk about America's team a little bit. So Tua. Sustained what Coach McDaniel called a, quote, not significant ankle injury in their Week 13 loss. So reports that he would have reentered the game if it weren't already out of reach. But I want to just say, is any Tua ankle injury not significant? So just kind of back your mind that this may be more meaningful for him than a comparable quarterback who doesn't have a history of ankle injury like he does. However, with that in mind, he is expected to start Week 14 and while we're in Miami, let's talk about Jalen Waddle just a bit. He sustained an undisclosed leg injury during the first half of Week 13. He was listed as questionable, but he did return in the second half. So monitor practice reports this week for more information. Uh, but I don't expect him to miss meaningful time. All right, hopefully we have those two superstars ready for this week because they have a juicy matchup on Sunday night for sure. Okay, who else we got? So Traylon Burks was injured, and if you were watching this game, the Fox Mm. commentators called it, quote, an absolute ridiculous catch. He took a shot right to the face mask, but held on for his first career touchdown catch. So good for Burks for holding on. He is, however, being rewarded by spending the next couple of days in the concussion protocol. Too soon to speculate for Sunday. Did see that live. That was a nasty hit, and as you said, a great catch for Traylon Burks, unfortunately, him him uh, going out. But all right, who else we got? A couple of quick ones. Cortland Sutton is day-to-day with a hamstring injury, which sidelined him early on Sunday. Uh, Aaron Jones was in and out of the lineup while managing a shin injury, but he's got a bye week to recover. And then Kenneth Walker uh, spent some time in Seattle. He injured his foot or maybe his ankle in week 13. He was ruled out for the remainder of the contest. Coach Pete Carroll always has something good to share, said, quote, I don't have much more detail about it. He's got an area of ankle that's sore that he jammed. There's some strained tissue in there, but it's not an ankle sprain. It's not a high ankle sprain. It's not a lateral ankle sprain like we normally report on. It's different than that. So I don't know what the hell's going on with Walker. It's, it's either an ankle sprain or it's not. More recent reports are calling it maybe a foot strain, maybe foot inflammation, but there doesn't even seem to be any meaningful diagnosis floating around. Regardless, he's got a foot or ankle boo-boo. He has not been ruled out for week 14. You heard it here first on TSS. Kenneth Walker, a foot boo-boo. Mark him questionable. All right, Doc, we appreciate you being in once again. We will see you next week as the playoffs begin. Appreciate you coming in, Doc. See you next time, gentlemen. All right, we're going to bring in our guest tonight. We got Colin, and I meant to ask him how to pronounce it, but I'm just going to hopefully say it right. Mick Tam, I'm not even going to try. We got Colin from Fantrax, and we got Keith Fleming coming in. Sorry, Colin, I just didn't want to mess it up and sound dumb. Let's bring him in. Doc, we'll see you next week, my friend. Tammany, is that it? That was that pretty it? close. Yeah, I know it's really Italian. Uh, McTammany there. McTam- yeah, but, uh, okay, so that's I just that was like that. I didn't want to like mess that part up and sound silly. All right, welcome to the studio. We'll start with you first, my friend. Welcome into the studio. Yeah, thank you guys for having me, uh, Nick. It looks really nice wherever you're at in that background there, huh? Yeah, I'm in I'm in Orlando, but I'm but I'm from Philly, so so that's why I'm a Birds fan. 
I love it. I love it. Well, I'm happy to be here, guys. Uh, it's a big week. Uh, last regular season week of the fantasy football season for most people. So I'm happy to be a part of it and talk about these waivers because they are very important. They are very important. Appreciate you coming in. It looks like you're sucking up to the judge already. Got to love it. Let's welcome into the studio a former champion, we'll say, of this uh, segment, Keith Fleming from Fantasy and Frames. Welcome to the studio, friend. I'm still waiting for my championship belt or check from the win last time, but uh, really do appreciate you guys having me back. Yeah, going to have to keep waiting. Uh, (laughs) But very happy to be back uh, and uh, ready to talk some waiver work. Absolutely. Absolutely, my friend. We appreciate you being here. That definitely, that check is in the mail. But we'll see about a bell. Let's see if he can get two in a row. We'll figure this out. Let's get it started. It's time for Champs or Chumps. Let's get it on. Let's get ready to rumble. Thick do you think I am? I mean, I know I've never stood up around you, but and only because Caleb looked like he's in Grandma's kitchen, I'm gonna give this one to Mike. So Caleb, for just right now. Hey man, just want to let you know that sometimes you gotta shut the fuck up. Jason, that's hey. not how you treat guests, bro. Hey. <laughs> Waiver wire night. Let's get it on. Keith, as returning champ, we'll start with you. We're going to start with the QB position. Give us your big waiver wire pickup this week. All right, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson Light. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner Tyler Huntley three percent owned he's now scored double figures in five of his last six dating back to last year averaging 17 points per game in those starts the big thing for me he's rushed for at least 40 yards in all those games which we all love those high floors especially when you're dealing with non-elite quarterbacks which he definitely you know classifies that the 16.6 points he scored last week it doesn't sound that great but against the Broncos D that has been really good this year uh, not only for NFL purposes, but also in fantasy. They give up the second least points to fantasy quarterbacks. So to see him do that in just over three quarters work is pretty impressive. And then this time of year, let's be honest, there's not going to be a lot of great waiver wire ads. So for me, I'm always looking at schedule. And you're going to hear a lot about that uh, because I want to play these bad defenses. Well, man, the Ravens schedule is cake coming up. You got the Steelers first. They're 25th against the pass. They've given up 17 passing touchdowns in their last eight games. Then they play the Browns, who are 12th. But just a reminder, this is a defense you can throw on. Joe Flacco and Billy Zappa combined for over 600 yards and six touchdowns versus this D. So it's not invincible. They're just bad against the run, so teams tend to run against them. Then he gets my pitiful Atlanta Falcons, who are 23rd. They have given allowed nine quarterbacks to finish top 10 in fantasy scoring when they played against them. Eight of them had their highest point total of the season, so it doesn't get any easier than that. And then you get the Steelers again. So for your final week of the regular season and playoffs, that's really good. And then the other big thing about these being easy games is 
the Ravens obviously have bigger aspirations uh, than just making the playoffs. I think if Huntley can win these games, which I think he will, they're not going to rush Lamar back, meaning you're going to get extra games out of him. You could end up getting three, four out of him. Uh, obviously, if he struggles, I think they try to do rush Lamar back, but I don't think that's going to be the case. So I actually think you're going to get a minimum of two starts out of him, maybe three. And he could be a real flex, like a guy that you pick up that can make a difference in your, your, your championship playoffs leagues. Had some big games when he's filled in before. So, and like you said, coupled with the juicy matchup, definitely a great ad for sure. Colin, let's go to you. Who's your big QB pickup of the week? Yeah, I, I'm going with Jared Goff, which is a little strange to say in 2022. 29.6% owned in ESPN leagues. Uh, let's face it, these aren't our father's Detroit Lions, you know. Uh, they're different this year. Especially in the last four years, they've ranked no higher than 18th in scoring, but, you know, as low as 25th in scoring. This year, they're 6th in scoring. Six most points per game. Um, they have the second most points per game in the last three weeks, just only behind Dallas, 32 points per game. We saw them last week put up 40 points on the Jacksonville Jaguars at home. Really important. Um, this week, they're favored. They're playing the Minnesota Vikings, so I really, really like them this week. Uh, speaking of the Vikings, though, and I think Jared Goff is a good pickup for Week 14 uh, specifically because of this matchup. Uh, they're allowing 345 passing yards on average in their last three games. That's ridiculous. If Jared Goff hits that number, that's a floor of 13.8 points. Now, I know he doesn't have the rushing, um, but he's got the weapons around him. Amon Ross St. Brown. 12th in yards after the catch this year. We saw him last year. He was a league winner. DeAndre Swift. I know I'm a DeAndre Swift manager. A lot of people are frustrated. He's coming into his own. Off the injury report last year, um, starting to see a lot of targets. 14 in his last two games. Minnesota Vikings allow the fifth most yards to running backs this year. Uh, DJ Shark is back. Good, good deep option for him. Jamison Williams, only eight snaps last week. But if he can get going a little bit, Jared Goff loves him. He said he's very fast. That's how he described him. Um, he's loaded a- a everywhere. So if Jared Goff can get the ball into those guys' hands and they can do the work for him, he's going to continue to rack up points. He hasn't thrown an interception in four weeks. Um, and he has, I believe, four or five games with multiple passing touchdowns. The last two games, two passing touchdowns in each, zero interceptions. So I really like Goff this week. Playoff schedule is not great. But he gets the Bears in the fantasy finals. So if you have a bench and you can hold on to him, I think he could be worth playing uh, if you have to in the fantasy finals. You know, if we see more injuries like Lamar's, uh, maybe Kyler Murray pulls his hamstring again. I don't know. But I think he's a really good option for the finals. But really great for week 14. Coupled with a not so good defense, um, Jared Goff definitely is a nice add for sure. Nick, what say you, my friend? Who wins round one? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Colin on this one because, number number one, I don't necessarily agree with his an, an analysis of, about the Steeler defense. And number two, uh, they they don't have any weapons. Uh, Baltimore has done Lamar no favors whatsoever this season. If I was him, I'd say, you know what, take t- Tyler. I'm, I'm going to peace out for the season. Just put, put me on, on IR. I'm I'm going fishing, so I'm gonna. That means fishing for a new team. Uh, I'm gonna take Colin on this one, round one. All right, Colin taking round number one. Good job there, my friend. We'll start off with you for round number two. Let's go to the running back position. Who's your big pickup this week? I was shocked when I was looking at the parameters for this to see that Bam Knight, that Zonovan Knight on the New York Jets, is owned in just thirty nine point three percent of ESPN leagues. What are we doing? What, I don't understand. Uh, we saw Brees Hall, what he did in this offense earlier this year. He tore his ACL week seven. Since then, Michael Carter's been the guy by name only. I know they called him the heartbeat of the Jets offense earlier this year, but he hasn't seen any, not even close to the opportunities that Zonovan Knight has seen in his last two games. Um, he led the backfield and carries in the last two weeks, 15 carries this, uh, this most recent week. 76% of the running back carries. You add his five targets, which he hauled in all of them, 64.5% of all running back opportunities in this offense. Michael Carter could work his way back, but again, an ankle sprain. You don't feel great about that. James Robinson is not a thing in this offense. He's barely getting any snaps, let alone touches when he's in. 
Um, we saw Zonovan Knight's opportunities increase from 17 to 20 in these two weeks. He's caught all eight of his targets. And a stat that I really like that I saw this morning, he is one of two undrafted rookies that have totaled over 100 all-purpose yards in their first two games. Philip Lindsay and now Zonovan Knight. I mean, you got Mike White under center. You got the continuity with Mike White under center. Why would you take Zonovan Knight out? Plus the nickname, bam. It's great. It's perfect. Plug him into your lineups, grab him off the waiver wire. If you're not even going to start him, don't let your opponent get him. Excuse me for a second. I just got to get that throw up out of my mouth a little bit. Uh, talking about the Jets. Anyway, the Jets. What are we doing, right? De- definitely. Um, but no, uh, good ad for sure. Let's get to Keith. What say you, my friend? What's your running back pickup this week? All right, I'm going to take a running back that is not right the second S involved, but he's in an offense that actually can move the ball consistently uh, and is not relying on Garrett Wilson. But it's James Cook, 25.3% owned. I was really high on Cook as a Georgia fan, go dogs coming into this uh, draft. Then when he was drafted by Buffalo, I was like, man, this is a perfect situation. He is a perfect weapon for that offense. And unfortunately, he fumbled on his very first carry. Uh, it actually reminded me a lot of what happened to DeAndre Swift his first year. If you remember, he dropped a touchdown pass in the end zone late in the first game of the season, cost the Lions the game. He had to earn his way back to getting those touches, and then his talent prevailed, right? I think there's a chance that ends up happening here as well. Last week, he saw a 45% snap share. That was the same as Devin Singletary. He's seen 23% or higher in four of his last six, double-digit carries in two of his last three. The big thing for me is the 11 targets in the last two games. He seems to be becoming the running back that they want to throw to in a pass-happy offense. And again, this dude is super talented. Number one in breakaway run rate in the league. 19th in breakaway runs despite being 52nd among running back and carries. 4th in yards per touch. 7th in yards per carry. 10th in juke rate. I mean, the Bills drafted him for a reason. And I was really concerned when they made the Naheem Hines trade as somebody who has a lot of James Cook and a lot of leagues. That just has not panned out the way I thought it was. I thought Hines was coming in because they didn't trust Cook. They were not going to give him the ball. It's been the opposite. He's actually seen carries go up. And then again, like I said, looking at matchups, they play the Jets, Dolphins, Bears, and Bengals in their next four. The Bills could lock up their playoff standing, which could mean obviously an increase for Cook in games that they have gotten up big. You've seen Cook see a lot of carries. And you can do a lot worse than one of the two main running backs and one of the better offense in the league. And again, the Jets are ninth in defense. That's a pretty tough matchup, but they're 12th in receptions allowed to running backs, second in touchdowns allowed to receptions from running backs, 11th in explosive run rate against a running back who can break big runs and have given up 21 receptions in their last four. So teams are figuring out you can throw against this defense to your running backs. I expect Cook to be used a good bit in that passing game this week. The Dolphins, 16th against fantasy running backs, ninth in receptions allowed to running backs. Again, something good for Cook. The Bears are just terrible since they made the trade and basically threw up the white flag on this season for their defense. They're 28th, 7th most in yards per carry to running backs and most rushing yards allowed this season. And then finally, the Bengals, again, are 14th. And again, 10th in receiving touchdowns allowed to running backs, and they've given up five touchdowns in their last four. So it's not a murderer's row. We know the Bills are going to score points. And finally, the big thing is just what the teammates and coaching staff are saying. Just in the last week, you've had Stephon Diggs, the offensive coordinator, have came out and praised Cook. He is the more talented running back. Sorry, Devin Singletary. And I think Cook could end up being a real breakout player the rest of this season. And a bigger thing, a big impact for this Bills team that I think has Super Bowl aspirations, obviously. Yeah, I mean, he looked like he was uh, next level. Uh, definitely had some juice last week. So, um, you know, I can see why what they're seeing in him. Um, so, yeah, definitely a good pickup for sure. Nick, what say you? Who's winning around two? Uh, I'm going to go with Keith on this one just because of the fact that um, the Bills are going to have more to play for going going down the stretch. He's going to get more more volume. And plus, uh, he does catch receptions out of the backfield. And he's got uh, pretty good defenses going up against with down the stretch. So I am going to go with James Cook on this one. Freddie, I know you're backstage. Just make sure you note that that the Jets will, or the Bills will have more to play for than those stinky Jets. All right, let's go to round three. We'll start with you, Keith. Give us your big wide receiver pickup this week. All right, this is a flyer, and I'll be the first to admit I'm actually shocked that Jameson Williams is owned in 30% of leagues. 
But I wrote for Fantasy and Frames in March when we were doing all of our pre-draft write-ups that Williams was my favorite receiver in what was an absolutely loaded class. I said I saw five to six all-pro receivers in this class. And the great thing about wide receivers now is, you know, there used to be this narrative that receivers took a year or two to kind of find their legs in the NFL. That is not the case anymore. They, they have immediate impact. I mean, just look at this class. you got Drake London, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, and then Traylon Burks and Christian Watson have came on, you know, like gangbusters the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. That's on the heels of guys like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle who had monster seasons, and a teammate, Amon Ross St. Brown, last year for this Detroit Lions. So this is an offense that has already proven they will use a rookie receiver a lot down the stretch. Reminder that St. Brown saw 67 targets the last six games for this exact same Lions team. Now, granted, Williams only saw a 10% snap share and ran two routes in his first action. Uh, this week is going to tell a lot about how much he's going to be used. This is something where they're just more concerned about him not getting injured or if they're, you know, want to actually get him involved in this offense. But the buzz from the Lions camp, not just from the writers and reporters, but his quarterback, his teammates. I mean, you, when you have receivers like DJ Shark talking about how special a guy that's going to basically be taking snaps from him is, to me, that's something that kind of makes my ears peek up. And just a reminder of the player Jamison Williams was, he led all of college football last year in yak 722 yards. That's the kind of playmaker he is when he gets the ball in his hand. He scored 18 touchdowns, which is just ridiculous. Averaged 19.6 yards per catch and caught 94 balls for 1,838 yards. I don't know what was going on in Ohio State. I know they had a loaded receiving core, but he couldn't even find the field. And then Nick Saban's like, we'll take this guy. And he basically would have probably won him a national championship if he had not got hurt in that game. And then again, I keep talking about this, but the schedule, they got the Vikings this week. They're 30th against receivers. 11 receivers in the last three games have a reception of 30 yards or more versus this Vikings D. So big plays happen at will, and Jameson Williams is a big play waiting to happen. The Jets, granted, are one of the best teams in the league against wide receivers. That's not a great matchup. But then he gets the Panthers, who are allowing 27 fantasy points to wide receivers. And then again, sorry, Bears fans, but the Bears, who are 21st, and again, Just their last four games, 10 receivers have a reception of 20 yards or more. So they're just a big play waiting to happen. And Jameson Williams is one of those guys that he could have three, four receptions in a game and easily put up 100 yards in a touchdown. And I like this Lions offense. Like, I really do. When you have St. Brown, Williams, obviously the two backs, I don't think that defenses are going to be able to really focus on Williams, which is a scary thing, uh, you know, for opposing defenses because you're worried about St. Brown, right, and those backs. And Jameson Williams can break any play for a touchdown. So I definitely think he is worth somebody picking up and then seeing what happens. And he could maybe have that St. Brown impact again this year for the Lions. Yeah, I like it. Big play offense. Don't forget, we have a signed Jameson Williams jersey and the Jester Sack waiting for you. All right, uh, my friend Colin, who's your big receiver pickup this week? Yeah, before I get into mine, uh, something we haven't talked about yet, but it's kind of the elephant in the room. We have six teams on by this week. Just absolutely brutal. Um, And that kind of leads me to where my wide receiver pickup comes into play. Um, You got Michael Pittman, Drake London, Chris Olave, Christian Watson, all these guys on by, and you might be in need of a win. Your playoffs might start this week just because you need a win to actually get into the playoffs. Bad scenario, but I think a guy, Nico Collins on the Houston Texans, is a really good pickup, a good plug and play for this week, especially if you have one or more of those guys on by. Um, if I told you that there's a guy on the waiver wire that has had 36 targets in the last four weeks, you'd put in a claim for him immediately, regardless of what team or what his name was. That's just the volume. It's, it's king in fantasy football. Um, a guy getting those sorts of opportunities um, in, in a desperation mode, really, for your fantasy teams is worth plugging into your lineup simply because he's just going to be on the field a lot. He's going to see the ball come his way and that's just going to give you more opportunities to rack up points and possibly get some touchdowns out of it. Um, and not to mention this past week, three catches, 35 yards and a touchdown. That touchdown came in the final two minutes. I don't think a lot of managers are going to look at that stat line and go, Ooh, I need to pick up this guy. But what you will notice is that he had 10 targets and that's the second time this season he had 10 targets. Um, another elephant in the room, Brandon cooks has kind of quit on this team. Mm. Uh, he was supposed to get traded earlier this year. It didn't happen. He sat out. He was upset. Then he's had a wrist injury. Now he has a calf injury. I don't know if we're going to see Brandon Cooks come back out on the field this year, especially for a team that's hoping to get the number one pick 
this this upcoming uh, spring to get maybe C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young in there. So I think Nico Collins is going to continue to operate as this team's number one wide receiver. Um, he has 10-plus fantasy points in three of his last four games. And Kyle Allen, the third quarterback that's been throwing to Nico Collins since he was drafted to this team last year, he has a 25% target share since he's taken over this offense this year. I think that's really significant. Um, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I think beyond this uh, this week, I think he's a, he's someone you can start this week, but I think beyond this week for the fantasy playoffs, he has a beautiful schedule. Um, all three fantasy playoff teams are in the top seven of points per games allowed to wide receiver, and all three of them are in the top four of most touchdowns allowed to wide receivers. So that's music to my ears uh, when you, you know you think of a guy like Nico Collins. Um, Tennessee is, is one of those that he's going to see those, and uh, everyone knows what my A.J. Brown uh, and, and Eagles – did it, uh, that defense this week. Um, but yeah, I think Nico Collins is a really good play. Maybe not someone people are going to target, but it, it's slim pickings out there. And I think he's, he's very worth picking up. And I think you can plug him right into your lineup this week. Good plug indeed. What say you, Nick? Who do you say wins round three? Yeah, I got to go with a guy that's got 36 snaps over eight. So, uh, and now he's, now he's the, the de facto number one receiver, even on the crappiest team on, on the face of the planet. Uh, I'm, I am going to go with, uh, Nico Collins on, on this one. Collins is going to win round three. Nico Collins for Colin. Let's start with Colin and round number four with tight ends. Give me your big pickup for this week. Yeah. Something Keith's been bringing up a lot is schedule, schedule, schedule. And, uh, this guy, 38.6% uh, managed in uh, ESPN leagues, just under that 40% threshold. I know I've talked about the Lions. I've talked about the Jets, these teams that, you know, leave a bad taste in your mouth a little bit, but I'm going to go for it with the uh, Denver Broncos here. Greg Dulcich, I think he's going to be my pickup for this week. Um, he has two games against Kansas City uh, in the final four for the fantasy football season. We already know those are going to be negative game script. Uh, the Broncos are going to be throwing. That's not always a good thing, but they are going to be throwing. So Greg Dolch is just going to be involved in that uh, in that passing game. Week 15, he gets the Arizona Cardinals. If you've been paying attention at all this fantasy football season, you need to be streaming the tight ends that are playing the Arizona Cardinals. They're allowing the most points to tight ends this season. That includes the most receptions, 83. That includes the most yards, 880. And that includes the most touchdowns, nine touchdowns to tight ends this year. That's an average of 6.91 receptions per game to the position, 73.3 yards per game to the position, and .75 touchdown. Obviously, you can't score .75 touchdown, but you get the point. There's a very good chance that someone like Greg Dulcich, when he plays the Arizona Cardinals in the opening round of the fantasy football playoffs, is going to get into the end zone. Um, he had eight targets last week that led all Broncos. Cortland Sutton is a big reason why. He left that game with a hamstring injury. Jerry Judy's back, but... Cortland Sutton, we don't love to hear hamstring injuries. This team is going down the tubes. Can't imagine he rushes back given his injury history. So I think Greg Dulcich is going to be, if not the first option, the second option in this Broncos offense. Again, Russell Wilson looks horrible. This team doesn't look good, but they are going to be throwing a ton. So that goes back to the idea of volume. And let's let's face it, tight end is a wasteland right now. If you don't have Travis Kelsey, you're scrambling a little bit. And with all these teams on by, and a couple injuries, you know, Dallas Goddard, Darren Waller's out. Can't really go wrong with Greg Dulcich here. I know he's a rookie, and we haven't really trusted rookie tight ends in the past, but the numbers don't lie here. So I think he's going to be my pickup, not only for week 14 against the Chiefs, but if you make the playoffs, or if you already have a playoff spot clinched, get him now and start him in week 15 in the opening round. Sneaky start indeed. Great matchup this weekend. I do agree. Keith, how about you? Who's your tight end pickup this week? All right, real quickly before I get into it, because we are talking about tight ends, uh, for DFS, a little preview for the pod this week. Mark Andrews' numbers with Tyler Huntley have been mm -hmm. insane. So mm -hmm. if you are doing DFS this week, he is a mm -hmm. freaking steal at the price he is. Seriously, go back and look at his numbers in his five games last year. Uh, I expect 
Andrews to have a huge uh, week this week and also in the weeks that Huntley ends up starting. But uh, I do want to apologize. I'm a country boy, so this pronunciation is probably going to be butchered. I'm just going to call him Chig. I'm not even going to try to say his entire name, Chig Okunkwu, uh, for the Tennessee Titans, who is 2% owned. He saw a season-high 71% snap share last week. The big thing is the Titans moved them all over the field. They lined them up in line 14 times, slot 11 times, out wide five times. They even lined them up in the backfield a few times. He ran 20 routes, also a season high, on only 31 dropbacks by Tannehill. Five targets, that's a 19% target share. He turned that into four receptions for 68 yards. He only saw 10 targets for week 7 through 11, which a big part of that was Ryan Tannehill was not at quarterback and Malik Willis, yikes. Uh, but he has seen 10 targets in the last two games with Tannehill at QB. So we're seeing an uptick at a very talented player at a talented position. He scored five or more points in three of his last five, which, hey, at tight end this year, we'll take five points any day of the week with, as Colin was talking about, the wasteland that is tight end position. He is a uber talented guy, ran a sub 4640 at the Combine was an early round draft pick. The record or the history for guys drafting the first three rounds that rub a, a sub uh, four six forty at the tight end position is very good. And then, I mean, let's be honest, the Titans receiving core is a mess. Bobby Trees has been just a flat out bust. Uh, unfortunately, Traylon Burks got concussed. Hopefully he'll be back, but, you know, we don't know that. So, they're going to need him to be that receiving option in our offense that we've really seen teams kind of figure out how to bottle up Derrick Henry. And it's not really a secret. It's because they're putting eight, nine men in the box. So he is the kind of guy that they're going to have to get involved to get this offense going again. And then again, the Titans schedule the next three weeks, they got the Jags who are 21st versus tight ends in the last five games, the Jags, two tight ends have given up 24 receptions for 381 yards and three touchdowns. The Chargers, who are ninth in points per game, allowed to tight ends the following week. And then the Texans, who are 12th, but they've allowed three touchdowns to tight ends in just their last three games. I think that Okunkwu has a chance to be a real breakout player. And all you got to do is go YouTube his name, and you will see some of the plays this guy is making. I mean, he is a real athlete at tight end, and the Titans are desperate for any kind of pass catcher. That is why he is my tight end waiver wire ad this week. Okay, well, you'll get an extra point if we go to Google it and you can tell me how to spell it. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> you can put it – the last name I do know. It's O – because it's so close to a Kungwu who is one of my favorite Atlanta Hawks. It's O-K-U-N-K-W-U. The the first name, I just know Chig, which is Ch- uh, C-H-I-G. I do not know how to spell the last five letters or pronounce the last five letters of his name. So. Nick, what say you for round number four? Uh, well, we're gonna get cheeky with it with with the uh, o- with the Okumquat. So we're gonna go with uh, Keith on round four, and let's go to round five and let's keep our torts under a minute and a half. Go. Uh, all right. So we'll start with Keith too for the defense. Go right ahead. Who's your streaming D this week? All right. It's the Vegas Raiders. They've scored five or more points in their last three games. Consistency is all you want in a defense, and they consistently get sacks. 11 in their last three games, three or more in five of their last nine, cause at least one turnover in eight of their last 12. And then again, the schedule. I hate to keep going over this, but they got the Rams with either Wolford or Perkins, 31st. Rams allowed 11 sacks and turned it over five times their last three games. Then he gets the Pats and Matt Jones, who are 24th. They've allowed 14 sacks in their last four games. The Steelers and Kenny Pickett, who that offense has looked better, but they've allowed 17 sacks in their last four games. And then the 49ers with Brock Purdy, who are 17th, but Purdy in just his first game saw sacked three times and interceptions. The Niners have given up 14 sacks in their last five games. So you get four teams with not great offenses who have been struggling pass protecting against a defense that is getting a lot of sacks. That's a win for me. Give me the Las Vegas Raiders. Wow. All right. Like it. What do you say, Colin? Who's your streaming this week? I'm actually going to go with the Tennessee Titans. Um, there's someone that I think you're a team that I think you can play in this week, but I, I think you can also hold on to them for a couple of weeks. Uh, in the next four weeks, they have three home matchups at home this season. They're allowing 16.6 points per game. That's the fifth least, not a ton of sacks, not a ton of interceptions, but I mean, allowing the fifth least uh, points per game at home and three home games, you know, you're not going to be, you know, dinged up too bad there. 
Um, I think the X factor here isn't even the Titans defense. It's Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is going to run wild against Jacksonville, uh, the Chargers, and the Texans here, uh, especially in week 14 against Jacksonville. In his last three games, he's averaged 27 attempts for 143 yards, and he has five total touchdowns in his last two games against the Jacksonville Jaguars. If he does that, they're going to have time of possession, uh, the time of uh, possession advantage, and Jacksonville's going to have to throw to get back in the game, which means this defense can play a little loose. And uh, I think since they're at home, again, they're allowing you know 16.6 points per game at home. We just saw Trevor Lawrence get dinged up a little bit in Week 13, uh, calf injury, and they only put up 14 points against the Detroit Lions, who allow the most points per game. So I really like the Tennessee Titans defense this week, a little bit beyond. Week 17, though, you're in the finals. They play Dallas. You can probably drop them, but you only have one other person on the waiver wire to compete with for a defense then. So uh, I do like the Titans this week. You might be able to stream them for one or two more. All right, so two good streaming options for this week. Nick, who is a winner? Well, I don't like other defenses. I don't trust them. I don't trust the Raiders at all. The only thing I trust them to do is lose. Uh, Josh McDaniel sucks. Uh, so uh, I'm going to go with Tennessee. Uh, I believe in Mike Vrabel. So uh, I'm going to go with Colin on, on this one. Because, again, if anybody uh, with a team that can fix the defense in a short period amount of time, it's Mike Vrabel. He's a damn good coach. Uh, he just needs a, a better offense to go with it. So I am going to go with the Tennessee Titans and Colin. Nick goes for the coach for the win. Colin, you are today's winner. The champ goes down. Going to have to come back and defend the title. Colin, congratulations, my friend. You're tonight's winner. And Keith, my friend, unfortunately. Yeah. And Keith, unfortunately, my friend, you know what happens here. As the loser, you take home the award. So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Thank you both for a great matchup indeed. Let's start with our winner tonight, Colin. Let everyone know where they can follow, subscribe, and get all your great stuff, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a senior writer at FantraxHQ.com. That's Fantrax with an X. Um, you can see my Twitter handle here, at Colin underscore McT, M-C-T. Uh, I do the weekly waiver wire column. Actually, I think everyone we talked about, including who Keith brought up, is in that column for tonight. So if you haven't put your claims in yet, go do it. Uh, I do a love-hate column. I talk about guys that you know might be a little bit fringe that I think can give you that extra boost every week. And I do our bold prediction column. Myself and uh, four other staff writers at Fantrax, we all give bold predictions. Pretty good track record this year. So check out those weekly articles at Fantrax. All right. Go follow, subscribe, get all of Colin's great stuff. Great job tonight. Let's go to our friend Keith. Let everyone know where they can follow, subscribe, and get all your great content. The king of the DFS. DFS. I just want to say, too, I've been called a lot worse than a dumbass, so that's okay. (laughs) I can handle that. Uh, uh, Again, my Twitter, as you can see down there, is at Keith Fleming. Uh, I both write and host the DFS podcast for Fantasy and Frames. It's an amazing website. Check it out. Uh, The DFS pod, the Daily Fix pod, we give expensive, median, and bargain-tier plays, me and my co-host Joe Matz, each week at every position. Usually give around 26 to 36 plays, depending on how many we share. Our optimal lineups five of the last six weeks have scored over 200 points. We had an optimal lineup three weeks ago that won the, would have won the millionaire. Uh, so we've been really killing it this year. Uh, we hope to continue that trend. And we're going to have some great guests the rest of the season, including the great Bob Harris. Uh, Joe Pepe is going to come back on, and so is Chris Robin for some of the playoff episodes. Uh, so be sure to subscribe to the Daily Fix Pod podcast, and be sure to check out the Fantasy and Frames podcast network. Make sure go follow, subscribe, get all their great content. Joe Pepe, we like Joe Pepe. He's on our show. He's got he's got a lot of energy. We like we like. Oh yeah. Him. All right, we appreciate you guys. Great matchup tonight once again. Hopefully, we'll get you guys in some other time. It was a great time. We're going to send you out. With some sophistication, you guys have given us your waiver wire ads. Now our friend Mr. Mallard's going to give us his sophisticated pickups. Appreciate you guys. Yep. Thank you, guys. See you.
Good evening, and welcome to another edition of Sophistication Station. I am Andrew LaDuke, a.k.a. Mr. Mallet of the Divots and Pivots Show. And I want to talk to you about playoffs. Playoffs? Yes, playoffs this week. Because right now, if you're looking to make a deep push, you should be looking for an extra tight end, an extra defense, things like that, so that you can really pick and choose your matchups to maximize your point value. So let's start off with the Vikings defense, 27% owned right now in ESPN leagues, ranked 14th at defense on the season right now, and has the ninth easiest remaining schedule. The Vikings have the talent on defense to be able to step up against weaker opponents. Yes, they can give up bigger plays to talented offenses, but they have the talent to really be able to get you close to those double-digit points um, in, in your playoff matchups. And then let's go to Miami. Yes, Jason, Miami, your so-called America's team. Uh, Miami's 44% owned right now. Ranked 15th at defense with the 11th easiest remaining schedule. They are making a push against Buffalo for the division title here, and they are really going to want to fly into the playoffs um, really high here. So they have everything to play for. They should be playing aggressive. So I like Miami's defense going forward to pick and choose the right matchup in your playoff run. And now let's get into tight ends. That's the other position people uh, often don't think makes a big difference in the playoffs. But Daniel Bellinger seems to have been forgotten. That 2% owned for the Giants. He was technically, well, basically their number one option for a while there. He's back from his orbital fracture. His conditioning should still be good because it was his eye. It didn't really affect his movement at all. He has the 10th easiest remaining schedule for tight ends. If you compare him with, if you have a top tight end and you compare him with a, a good matchup, I would definitely go out and pick up Daniel Bellander to stash on your bench for your playoff run. And then one last tight end you shouldn't forget about here is Logan Thomas. Playing in a Washington offense that likes to target the tight ends, Logan Thomas can be reliable as long as they use him right. At 10% owned right now, he has the 14th easiest remaining schedule for tight ends. I would look at Logan Thomas to have be a spot filler for you if you need the matchup, especially at a position like tight end that is so, uh, so up in the air every week. You want to maximize the points you can get at that position come playoff time. Once again, I'm Andrew LaDuke, Mr. Mallard from the Divots and Pivot Show. You can catch it every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. Andrew, I appreciate you, my friend. But ain't no way in hell I'm picking up America's team. But the Chargers, no, I ain't starting them then. The Bills, nope, I ain't starting them then either. I mean, you go down the line, there's not many times I'm starting my America's team, the Miami Dolphins. All right, we've heard everyone's waiver wire pickups. Let's hear our own finally real quick. Let's get it started. All right, quarterbacks, we'll start with Fred. Go. Daniel Jones, baby. Last four games, 104 rating, 153 rating, and an 88.8 rating. And uh, he only had one bad game, which was Detroit game, a 74. But I'll, I'll take Daniel Jones. I think they're going to play really well this week. I feel like you're picking him up every week for some reason. All right, Nick, what say you? You're. Uh, I can't hear you for some reason. Charlie Chaplin. Okay, that's because he's there every damn week. So uh, I am going to go with Freddie's team. I am going to go with Mike White and the New York Jets. All right, they got uh, he's sixteen percent owned. He's he's doing extremely well in the past five game. Uh, past two games, he's averaged twenty two points per game. In the next four, you're not going to play him this week against Buffalo. But then he's got Detroit. Jacksonville at Seattle and then at Miami. So four teams you can definitely throw on. Uh, he solidified the starting quarterback role. We're not going to see Zach Wilson. So, uh, there's no in danger of him lo- losing the job. All right, Justin, let's say you and you're on mute. Just FYI. <laughs> it's Everybody all about the scraps. Team. When you're the last guy to get your waiver wires in, it's all about scraps. But you know what? I'll pick it up with my boy Brock Purdy. I mean, let's face it. This offense at this point is foolproof. Like, come on. You got Christian McCaffrey. You got Debo Samuel. You got Brandon Ayuk. He threw two touchdowns for 200 yards. He was smart with the ball. And he took a part of America's team, you know, one of the rising up-and-coming defenses. Uh, right? Right, Jason? No. Right? I never say anything about the defense. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. What was your DFS defense last week? 
Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Yeah, I, was, I was so excited. Woo! I just want to say, too, about that. I was so excited when he came in, too. I was like, ooh, that's going to make my DFS pick look even better, too, because the Dolphins are definitely going to pick him off. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, let's really go to the running back. Let's go, yeah, let's go to the running back position. Nick, who you like? Uh, I don't really know if I like this guy, but he's but he's available. Um, I'm going to go with Jordan Mason out of San Francisco. He's 9% owned. I wonder why, because he hasn't played all se- season. Uh, he's got 17 attempts in his last three games combined. His next four, he plays, he plays this week, Tampa Bay. Then he goes at Seattle, Washington, at Vegas, and at Arizona. He's got four viable games he can get some running uh, attempts on. Plus that, he's playing against behind CMC. And you know that he's, he's one play away of, of getting uh, put on IR. So, uh, Pick him up. He's gonna I, get. He's gonna get carries. He's gonna I, get carries because CMC will not be on the field 100 percent of offensive snaps. Thank you for that's sharing true. that last bit. Um, yes, that's the point. Actually, is that you saw it last week? They did use him um, a lot to kind of keep CMC a little bit off the. You know, not as as wear put the wear and tear on his tires, so to speak. All right, Fred, he, he carried back. five five yards clip. I uh, I picked the same one as the other man did. Uh, I picked Zonovan Knight. He's just the Jets' offense is all running. So hey, uh, he's only uh, used in forty-seven percent. So hey, why not pick him up? Two positions, two homer picks. Heard Justin. What say you? I'm not a Giants fan. You've been a Giants fan all year. You've been repping them all year long. Don't I just? I'm not it. a Giants fan. Go back and hit the tape. You pick the Giants every he's week. He's even wearing royal blue. Yeah, whatever, bro. No, they don't try it out front. Justin, what say you? Uh, Fred's over there in the New York state of mind. Uh-huh. I'm going to go with Jarek McKinnon. Um, so surprisingly, we think we know what's happening in Kansas City, and then they throw us a curveball. Jarek McKinnon got 46% of the touches, five red zone carries, took home a tutty, and got 60 total yards. Yeah, I love it. I mean, if this is going to be close games for the rest of the season and he's going to be in there, put him in. Obviously, uh, Patrick Mahomes likes him, too. Let's leave it here with you for receiver. Who is the receiver you like this week, Dustin? Uh, Alec Pierce, back on our radar after a couple weeks off. Um, eight targets last week, a touchdown, 86 yards. They have you know a favorable schedule coming up. They got the Vikings. They got the Chargers coming up. Those are going to be games where they're going to be involved. Um, I don't think they're going to just go away. In any of those games, kind of like how they did in that fourth quarter with the Cowboys. So Alex Pierce will have a good chance to get eight targets in each of those games. Nick, how about you? Uh, I'm going to go up back up to Buffalo. I'm going to pick up Isaiah McKenzie, uh, even though he's he's got twenty he's got twenty targets over over the last three games. Uh, this week he's got the Jets. Then he plays Miami, Chicago, at Cincinnati, and then New England. Five teams, five receivable. Uh, yards available and uh, his sixth. Yeah, I I knew what I wanted to say. He's got, his last few his next games come coming up. He's got a big opportunity to get a lot of receiving yards and targets. That's what I wanted to say. Um, in week twelve, he had a, he had a season high of sixteen point three points against Detroit. So he could he could turn that in against New Jersey, uh, the Jets, and Miami. All right. <laughs> Who's your receiver this week? <laughs> With Isaiah McKenzie. Because <laughs> you don't read, bro. Oh, my God. Here we go. All right. Let's go. To t- give me your tight end. How about that? Go lead us off there. I'll go with Kadarius. Darius Slayton. Kadarius Tony is coming back this week. I heard. They it. <laughs> He's on brand, folks. He's on brand. All right, all right, how about this one? Let's go with Nico Collins because he's the only receiver left out there in Detroit. How about that? <laughs> the other guy said him. Collins like said him. Whatever the other guy said. All right, well, lead us off with tight end. Who do you like a tight end? Uh, tight end, I got. No, you don't want me to go with tight end. I got those. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, <laughs> sounds like Freddie don't read. Uh, so, so we're to go with. Uh, so we are going to go with Hunter Henry. Uh, he's he's at twenty points total his last four games. Season high, uh, twelve point three points against Minnesota. His next four, he's got Arizona, Las Vegas. He's got Arizona this week. Then he goes to Vegas. Then he's got Cincinnati, Miami, and Buffalo again. 
five nice matchups for him to get an available uh, nice receiving day and maybe, maybe even a touchdown to round it out. Justin, who do you like a tight end? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Daniel Bellinger. He gets the Colts, the Vikings, uh, the Commanders, and the Eagles. Obviously, I don't think he'll do much against the Eagles, but the back end of that stretch I like. And they're starting to use him like their number two receiver. Uh, five of five targets. Um, it's five of five targets. <laughs> What's Tar- <laughs> uh, okay, well, I guess I'll start off with defense. With defense, oh, you, you, like you have to go. Right. It's all good. My internet just came back. Okay, there we go. All right, you 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 stopped at target five of five of targets. How you stopped? Yeah, <laughs> five of five. He caught five of five targets. Um, so my defense before my internet goes back out. Carolina Panthers, low key, have been really good since week ten, ranking number four. Um, they get to play the Rams, or no, they get to play the Seahawks, who the Rams, you know, finished pretty well against. I who saw that one coming, and then they get the Bucks, the Steelers. The uh, Lions, the Bucks, and the Steelers are 27th and 28th in scoring. And, you know, Seattle obviously is pretty far up there at five, and Detroit's up there at six. So at least for half the schedule, you'll get a good team. Um, yeah, I like the Panthers this week. And they still got a division to play for. Imagine that. They can still win this thing. Fred, do you have a defense this week? <laughs> Arizona. Hopefully nobody picked them. <laughs> nope. Nobody's picking Arizona. <laughs> Uh, I have Arizona just because it's straight to schedule. I'm looking for my notes because everything fell when when I was laughing hard. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I just think I don't know who they're playing this week. I kind of messed up right now. But <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. I was had everything ready. They're Big playing the Patriots this week. Okay, that's why I picked them because the Patriots' offense is woeful. I mean, they're six and six. They've been trending downhill. And it's just not a good look. So I picked up. I think the Arizona Cardinals can now get some interceptions and fumbles off of them. All right, don't worry, Fred. I'm gonna, I'm gonna help you through this. We're good. All right, we gotta. We're up against yeah. it, but we got a little bit of time. Let's play a little bit of Who Would You Rather for Week 14. Okay, here's a shout out of a cannon. Oprah, Barbara Walters, your wife. You gotta fuck one, marry one, kill one. Go. I think we're done here. All right, let's start with that, Fred. Josh Allen against your Jets or Joe Burrow versus Cleveland. Go, Joe Burrow. <laughs> uh, Josh Allen didn't have, he, he didn't have a good time against us last time. I know they're at home, but we do defend well the wide receivers. I think uh, Cincinnati's been really looking really good lately, especially against KC. So they just might have a really good time against Cleveland. All right, I like it. Nick, to you, Kirk Cousins at Detroit or Dak Prescott versus Houston. I'm going to go Kirk Cousins at Detroit because at least he'll get some passes off, whereas in Houston, you don't really have to. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a real thing, though, if they're actually a pretty good secondary, too. I think there's a little bit of combination of both. They're just sneaky, decent, okay in the secondary, I think. I think Did you know that Detroit as a one-point favorite over Minnesota this week. I did, yeah. Oddly well, enough. Yeah, that's crazy to even think about, actually. All right, let's go Trevor, Justin, Trevor Lawrence at Tennessee or Geno Smith versus Carolina. You know, I'm going to go with uh, Trevor Lawrence against Tennessee. Tennessee looked pitiful last week against the Eagles. Um, and, you know, I already picked Carolina as my waiver wire defense. Why would I go against that, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm testing you. All right, Nick, let's go Tony Pollard versus Houston or Austin Eckler versus Miami. Uh, I'm going to go Eckler. Uh, I just, even though um, Houston's pitiful against uh, running backs. I'm still going to go Eckler against the Dolphins this week. All right. And I am going to go ahead and we're going to do one more and go ahead and we'll get to the judge. Let's do James Conner versus New England or Deonta Foreman at Seattle. Justin. Um, shoot. You know what? I'm going to go with Foreman and it's solely based off the fact that I know New England has had a very good interior lineman and, you know, James Conner is you know, he's he's had some days. He's had some. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. Oh, baby. What the hell is that? <laughs> Hot girls here. <laughs> with with no photo. Great. I'm, I'm going to go there. 
<laughs> click, but, click, the yeah. yeah. click the link. Click the link. Click the link. They got great personalities. <laughs> Is that All the three right, people well, that are in here, the hot girls? <laughs> Maybe. We've given you guys some waiver wire options. I don't mean to cut us short on who would you rather, but we're already going over the hour. So let's get to our judge. We got to find out somebody who might be dropping this week. Let's find out what the judge thinks this week. All rise for the Honorable Jordan C. Thomas. Court is now in session. You may all be seated. Today, we would like to call to the stand... Mr. Tua Tagovailoa, quarterback of America's team, the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Mr. Tagovailoa, you are brought to this court and charged. Wait, wait, hold on. Bailiff, yeah, can you get him a phone book to stand on? <laughs> cool, thanks. Sorry about that. Anyway, Mr. Tagovailoa, you are accused of impersonating a franchise quarterback fleeing the scene of an accident and letting not only your teammates and the fantasy court down, but all of America. (gasps) Mr. Tagovailoa, you came into Sunday's game boasting arguably the best offense in all of the National Football League, and you showcased this right away with a 75-yard bomb to Sherfield to start the game. Unfortunately, That's about the only good thing you did in this game. And you were seeing most of the rest of the game running for your life and fleeing the entire San Francisco 49ers defensive front. Although it does look like you got a little bit more well acquainted with Mr. Nick Bosa on Sunday. Not only that, but you did manage to also throw two complete passes to the San Francisco defense, which certainly did not help your cause on Sunday. Not only did you fail to outclass Jimmy G, you couldn't even hold your own against his backup, Brock Purdy. (laughs) Purdy may have been Mr. Irrelevant in this year's NFL draft, but he made you Mr. Irrelevant this past Sunday. (laughs) This court finds you guilty on all charges. You are hereby sentenced to a probationary period, which requires you to actually get Jalen Waddle the damn ball. This court is adjourned. <laughs> Judge better stop disrespecting my Tua. I know something. Anyway, all right. Well, tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, it is big game. Angles versus Browns. An interesting matchup in the AFC North. Got some great guests on for tomorrow. Make sure you check us out. Don't forget on Friday as well, we'll be doing some fantasy feud and some breakdowns tomorrow night as well to be our starts and our sits. Make sure you go check us out. TSSFantasy.com. Hopefully other rankings will be up soon. And hit that subscribe button you want to get on Freddy Sweaty Sack. We're out. We're on a mission. Right.